continuing with section D of part 1 in the topic of measurement concepts let's now focus upon variable and absorption costing there are two different methods of inventory costing namely variable and absorption costing variable costing is used for internal decision making purpose while absorption costing is the full cost that we report to the shareholders and is acceptable under the US cap as well as IRS. So what is variable costing and how does it differ from absorption? Let's look at it. Variable costing as we learnt in the earlier podcast is associated with all the product costs directly traceable with the product while absorption cost considers fixed manufacturing overheads as a product cost which is allocated to the units produced using a predetermined rate. There are two key differences between variable and absorption costing. One, the treatment of fixed manufacturing overheads. Two, the way we present the costs in the income statement under both the methods. Because of the way fixed manufacturing overhead is included as a product cost under the absorption costing, operating income and the inventory levels will differ from that shown under the variable costing. Closing stock will be always higher or equal but never lower under the absorption costing vis-a-vis -vis the closing stock reported in variable cost. In terms of the reporting in the income statement, let's look at how the operating income is arrived under absorption costing. So the first step, sales minus the cost of goods sold which includes both variable as well as fixed manufacturing cost of the items sold we will arrive at the gross profit. From the gross profit, if we remove the variable non-manufacturing costs as well as the fixed non-manufacturing costs, that's how we arrive under the absorption costing the operating income. This is what we report to the shareholders. Whereas for internal decision-making purposes, under the variable costing method, operating income is arrived in the formula. First step, sales minus the variable manufacturing cost of items sold, we arrive at the manufacturing contribution margin. From this, if we remove the variable non-manufacturing cost which are actually expensed, we arrive at the contribution margin. From the contribution margin, if we remove all the fixed manufacturing cost which are expensed and also all the fixed non-manufacturing costs which are also expensed, we finally arrive under the variable cost, the operating income. So. In absorption costing, we report to shareholders as gross profit while internally business might be using variable costs which uses contribution margin for reporting purposes. However, this is only for internal purpose, I repeat. So this concept of variable versus absorption costing is only related to the manufacturing setup and not applicable to any service organizations. Moving on to the next topic of discussion joint products. When one production process leads to the production of two or more finished products, joint products come as a result. The products are not identical but they share the same production process up to what is called the split-off point. Split-off point is the point at which two products stop sharing the same process and become different and identifiable products. The main issue with the joint products is how to account for the joint costs allocated and how the joint costs are provided to the separated products. 
Byproducts are low value products that occur naturally in the process of producing higher value products. They are in every sense accidental results of a production process. The main differentiator between main products and joint products is the market value. If the product has a comparatively low market value when compared with the other products produced, it becomes a byproduct. So how to allocate costs incurred prior to the split off point, which are known as joint costs? There are four different methods, namely one relative sales value method at the split off point. Under this method, we can use all the joint products that can be sold at the split off point without any further processing, looking at their sales value. If we cannot process this further and we would require further steps in this regard, then the remaining three methods come into picture, NRV, physical measure and constant gross profit method. The NRV or the estimated net realizable value method is the difference between the future sales price of the items produced minus the separable cost incurred after the split off point. Under the physical measure method, joint costs are allocated on the basis of weight, volume or any other physical measure of the joint product such as pounds, tons or even gallons. In the average cost method, the joint cost allocation is done on the basis of the physical units of the output. Last but not the least, the constant cost profit method allocates joint cost in such a way that all the joint products will have the same gross profit margin percentage. For byproducts, there are two ways to treat its associated costs and revenue. The first one is the production method, where we estimated the NRV of the byproduct and reduce it from the cost of production of the main product. The second method is called the sales method, whereby all the costs of production are first allocated to the main product or the joint products. And when the byproduct is sold, its revenue is recorded as a credit or a revenue similar to other main products. This concludes measurement concepts.